welcome to the FPC Blanchard Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in today. We also thank you for any comments, likes, suggestions that you may leave on this site. Also, feel free to share this with any of your friends or church members so that they can keep up with our events too. Here we go. All right, welcome back to a podcast. I know it's been a little while since we've been on the air. A lot of things have been happening, and in that happening, we have hired two new staff members, and today we are going to welcome in our new education and outreach uh, minister, Dr. Andrew Orr, to the show. And uh, we're just excited to have these guys come with us. We'll introduce uh, Miss Tracy in a couple weeks as we do a, a show and lead on in. So good morning. Well, it's good to be here. It's good to start this week at First Baptist Blanchard. We're excited about the opportunities that God has before us and looking forward to getting to meet the wonderful people of Blanchard. We've um, been up here a couple of times and it's just been exciting to see the um, just the heart of the people and just um, the heart of the church and the heart of the church for the community and looking forward to being a part of everything that God's doing here. That's awesome. Well, Andrew, uh, you and I are no strangers. We've worked together before and and uh, have a long history of friendship, and uh, a lot of it was I wasn't even in ministry when we started building a friendship. Then Lord called me into ministry later, and and then you and I have been on staff before and, and worked together. So uh, I, I'm excited about that factor that that we know each other, we have history together, and uh, I'm also uh, proud to have the Philadelphia DNA that, that that I have, that you have, that Tracy has. Um, you know, being at that church for so many years, 20 plus years, um, that, that, that invested a lot of DNA into to you and I both where I have an evangelistic background, you have an evangelistic Amen. background. And so I look forward to many years working together in that vein of just sharing the gospel with people and, and seeing hearts and lives change, not just to come in here and say, hey, we go from, you know, 200 members to potentially 600 members or something like that. We want to see souls saved, right? You know, one of the things that's really exciting is, um, you know, you think about back in the day, the coach of the Green Bay Packers did that deal when the guys were losing, and he brought in the football, and he just started and said, um, this is a football. And a good friend of mine who does Sunday school work across, um, all across America, but was with Lifeway for a long time and is now at First Baptist Church Concord there in, still in Tennessee, Alan Taylor, he talks oftentimes, and I've heard him share about that how we got to get back to the foundations, and the foundations is what you're talking about. It's not just a First Baptist, it's not just a Calvary, it's not just a Trinity, it's not just a temple, it's not just a Word of God or Word of Grace or Rose of Sharon or anything else. What it is, it's a foundation built on the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's where you come from, that's where I come from, and God calling us to be a part of full-time ministry, but God calling other people to, within their calling, whatever it is, accountant, um, a, a plumber, a um, uh, a, a laborer, a worker, a teacher, just whatever it is that God has called them to in a, in a workforce field, that God's also called us to be His servants and to be an example of Christ to the nations and, and Christ to other people, Christ to our co-workers and Christ to our neighbors. Um, God's called us as members of First Baptist Church Blanchard to be Christ to this community around us. This morning, I changed my address. I was here in Blanchard this morning, um, not my first time in Blanchard, but my first time here as being part of the staff. And this morning, I changed my address on Bless Your Neighbors to the church address here at Blanchard. And I took a 200 people in a 200-mile radius and began praying for those people this morning because my 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 physical address is no longer Pineville, Louisiana. My physical address is now Blanchard, Louisiana. So I began this morning praying for the people of Blanchard. 
So, man, we are so much alike. You already got on to bless uh, bless the home, bless, bless every home. home. Yes, bless yeah, every home. I've done mine, too. I got my uh, my homes and everything. That's a good way to, to reach our community in prayer. I mean, we start praying for them. And- Clay, I thought it was really cool, too, because I was going to, I was, I've been waiting for a couple of days to just for the right time to kind of log in. And I, lo- I went to this morning and I clicked on the thing where you actually just hit the little thing and it maps the people that you prayed for on that day and it just reports the people that you prayed for. And I went to do that this morning. And this is, I believe this is all God. When I clicked on it, I didn't even have to log in, but my former address had been deleted, removed. I, so all I had to do was just start on a blank slate and just put in the, I think it's 201 Attaway Street. And I just pulled up First Baptist Blanchard that logged me in. And it logged me um, just directly in, and I was able to immediately pull up the neighboring homes around us. So I took it from the 100 people I'd been praying for in Pineville to 200 people because I just wanted to have a, a broader reach of the people that I pray for, um, even beginning today in Blanchard, Louisiana. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's that's what it's all about. We're, we're going to reach this community. Um, since I've since I've stepped foot here, I've, I've always said this, we're going to flip Blanchard upside down. and. We're going to do it with not our efforts, but with with the gospel. Um, that's the only thing that has a power to change, right? And, Amen. Uh, so we're going to share the gospel, and uh, that's that's the exciting component that uh, I see you bringing in here is is the education side, but also discipleship and how we can do that with, with uh, faith evangelism potentially three circles, you know, whatever it is. All we're wanting to do, right, is give a person a tool to put in their tool belt That's where right. they can share the gospel. So what you what you going to bring to us? Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned the three circles. You know, the three circles is based on the premise that God created us to have a working order and not chaos. And life has certainly, these past couple of years, thrown us chaos. But for years, we've been in chaos just because of the idea of sin and a lot of people don't like to talk about that because it's not comfortable to talk about it. We like to talk about what is good going on in our lives, but we don't like to talk about sin. But one of the reasons that I like the three circles application of how to understand what God has done for us is that it talks about that God created things perfectly, but that we're broken. And we've all experienced brokenness. You know, even if people say, well, I've never really been broken in all my life. Well, they've had a, they've broken something. There's been something that's broke, you know, whether it's a curling iron or, you know, their vehicle or... Um, you know, a piece of wood or a pencil or something, you know, all those times as kids that we were flipping pencils off our desk. I know you broke one, you know, um, and don't tell me you didn't ever flip one off the edge of the desk and maybe even hit a teacher, because I know you did, because you're just like me, Clay. But, um, you know, and I think my favorite one, though, was the metal forks in the, you know, as an elementary school student on the side of the table in the cafeteria. Now, those were fun, and those things will fly. But, you know, there's, there's all kinds of experiences of brokenness that we have in our lives, and people sometimes rely on things that are really heavy brokenness, you know, um, things that um, that really have devastated them and devastated their their lives. And and to come back from that takes hope, and it takes restoration, and it takes Christ. And Christ is the only one that can do that. But we yeah. all have have been, we, you know, we've been through broken relationships, we've been through broken um, circumstances in our lives where it just tore us down and just defeated us. But we can return to Christ, and we can pull that back. So when we talk about the three circles, there's more to it than that, and I'll, maybe I'll share that on a later podcast. Cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to be able just to just to help people understand what has God done for me, and how do I share that with the community around me? Amen. When you were sharing that, brother, I, I could just think about uh, broken homes. 
because if you look at the statistics out there, one, you know, it's 50% of marriages end in divorce. So either our marriage has been broken Mm -hmm. or our parents' marriage has been broken, our grandparents. So we have seen that brokenness. And, you know, that hurts. A lot of times people that go through divorce and stuff like that, they're hurt. And um, they need to know that Jesus can restore them, restore their relationship, restore all kind of things. So he brings hope. Yes. You know, Clay, um, I heard the guys from um, Teen Challenge speak one time. Well, I've heard them speak several times, but I heard them speak one time. And the guy who was kind of the lead director of Teen Challenge in central Louisiana at the time got up to, to speak and to, to kind of preach that morning after some sharing and testimony and songs by the participants, by the clients, if you will, of the Teen Challenge program. And one of the things that he said was one in four people's families has been affected by, um, by drugs or, wow. or by addiction of some sort, whether it's mm-hmm. drugs or alcohol or whatever, but one in four families has been affected. And I thought, I don't believe that. I just, I don't believe that. Well, there were a group of guys and we had kind of slipped into the foyer of the church during the service. We were, you know, we were taking up the offerings, the ushers just kind of working things out and so forth there as part of the service. And he said that and we heard it. And I said, oh, that can't possibly be true. And there's probably six guys in the room. And I said, one in four. So I just started counting around the room. One, two, three, four. And before I got to five, one of the guys raised his hand and he said, yes. And I had to realize, yes, that's true. One in four people have not had the opportunity to live without addiction to some extent, either in their immediate family or in their extended family, but for it to affect their family. Another startling statistic that um, about the same time that came across my mind and heart is that one in four people can't attend church during the scheduled times that a lot of times our churches offer worship and Sunday school and small groups and Bible study and things like that because of their work schedule or just because of the other circumstances of life and the things that they choose. But one in four people misses our Sunday morning worship experience on a lot of times. So another thing I'm passionate about is helping establish groups where people can gather together and they can create an atmosphere where they have people that they can rely on who are the hands and feet of Jesus to help them trust that God truly is for them and not against them. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who think that God is against them, and God's not against us. God offers us hope, and He offers us a home in heaven, and He offers us a culture and an experience that's beyond anything we can ever ask, think, or imagine. In fact, there's a verse about that. Ephesians 3.20 says that when we believe in Him, He will do abundantly above um, even more than we can ever ask or think. And I just, I just love that, and I'm excited to have an opportunity to partner with you and partner with Kirk Talley and partner with Dale Sauls and the rest of the team here at First Baptist Blanchard and to share that with our community. Amen, amen. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what God's going to do in the days ahead and knowing that um, you know the journey that's ahead of us, man, it's great. This community's growing, this area out here. You know, if a house goes on the market and it's gone in a couple of hours and stuff like that, so I know you guys are are uh, kind of anxious about that yeah, as well. Yeah, pray for us. That's been kind of a crazy journey. <laughs> you got to find a house. It's hard to find a house in Blanchard. But uh, see, to me, that that's what drew, one of the things that drew me here. I wasn't going to a dead community. I was coming somewhere where it was alive. And I, I thought about that it, even in our, our discipleship uh, group this morning we were talking about, um, you know, being in that area that the field here is definitely white under harvest, you know? And, and I, I think about this, but the laborers are few. And so to bring a laborer like you guys, you and Tracy on board, just um, it, it just really it's special to us to know that what God's got 
in store. There's something big that, that he's going to do here. And and I know that these new 500 homes that are coming in over the next five years, we're going to have opportunity to get inside those homes and share the gospel. You know, we met with a guy this morning in trying to find a piece of property, find a house, find a place to, to live, you know, here. In fact, I don't think it's going to be in the immediate that we're going to be able to actually secure something because it's like you said, it's just crazy. You know, we listed our house there in Pineville on a Saturday evening, and we got multiple offers, and it sold Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And we actually have to be out next week, so that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, just kind of working through all that's just kind of crazy. But we know that God's in control. But, you know, as you mentioned, all those the new homes coming in, there, there's a lot of people who are going to be coming into those homes that are going to be looking for um, a place to worship. There's a lot that's of right. people who are not looking for a place to worship, and they don't even know right now that they need a place to connect with God and to connect with other people. You know, a lot of people don't even really understand the five functions of the church. And part of the function of the church is, number one, to build biblical community where you have people that you can count on who are the hands and feet of Jesus, like I said a few minutes ago, who who are who kind of become those people who are your 2 a.m. friends, the people that you call when you don't know who else to call. When you're walking through something that you just need the prayers of your friends, you need the prayers of the other people, you need the support of your ministers, you need the support of your Sunday school, your small group, whatever it is. Um, but you just walk through those times with people around you and not alone. But um, there are so many people that are going to be moving into this community that don't even recognize yet that they need that. And the Bible talks about um, us going. The Bible says very clearly that our mandate is to go and to be a witness, to be a testimony of what God has done. And that's the coolest thing about um, having faith in Christ. It's not about a religion. It's about having a relationship with Christ. And and here's the cool thing, Clay. When I tell you my story of how I how Jesus came to me and how I got saved, nobody can ever steal that from me. Nobody can ever say, well, that didn't happen. Because I can tell you today, just like it was yesterday, but I was eight years old. I'm not going to tell you how old I really am right now. I'm going to let y'all try to figure that out. But, you know, it was a long time ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday, and nobody can ever steal that from me. And once you have Christ living in your heart, nobody can steal that from you. But there are so many people out there that don't even know that the experience and the life with Christ is even possible. Maybe they didn't grow up with it, or maybe they grew up in church and they left the church because they got upset with people. But, you know, it's easy to get upset with people. But a lot of times people want to blame other people for the things that happen and not realize that we're all the same. We're all humans, and we all fall into sin. We all fall into error. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to hurt other people's feelings. We're all going to have skeletons in our closet and things in our past. But we, we have a future and a hope that can only come through Jesus Christ and, you know, and just making that known. Um, hey, I'm still trying to get in touch with kind of the, like the lay of the land and everything. We got lost this morning trying to go somewhere and you know, just the <laughs> physical aspects of everything. But just remind me again, what are our service times here at the church, if anybody were just wondering about what time we actually meet and worship together? Yeah, good, good call there. On Sunday morning, we have an early worship case like you talked about, one of those times where folks are one in four can't find a, a service time that fits for them. So we have that early morning service for you go to work or if you have a late shift, something like that. So it's at, at 8 a.m. And um, so we'll, we'll worship together. It, all services look the same. We worship the same, do everything the same, message is the same. And then we have uh, Sunday school at 9.15, and uh, small groups, they'll meet and, and study the Word of God. And then at 10.30, we, uh, we crank it back up again, and we'll have another service and, um, and, and share the Word, and everything looks the same. So we do 8, 9.15, and 10.30. Fabulous. Let me ask you a question. I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but let me ask you this. Do you just wake up each week and just try to uh, 
like see what's going on in the current climate or whatever or the culture and just um, try to find something in the newspaper to preach on? Or, or do you take a different approach to actually communicating the Word of God and the truths of the Word of God, the truths from the Bible to other people? How do you approach that? Man, that's awesome. See, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on being interviewed today, but I like that. Man, we've been in Nehemiah for uh, almost a year now. So we, we do, you know, pretty much, you know, step by step, verse by verse preaching and, and seeing what was going on in their culture and their time. And then we bridge the gap how we can apply that to our lives uh, today. So we look at what was happening back then. And man, there's not much difference. They were sinners. <laughs> they were lost. They were they were chasing after idols, chasing after many things. And, you know, it doesn't look any different today. We're chasing after false mm-hmm. gods. We're chasing after false religion. We're chasing after false dreams. Uh, but the only thing that is true and foundational is the Word of God. And uh, no, man, I, I don't, I don't, I don't watch much TV. Uh, I've just recently got off social media, so no, Praise I, the Lord. <laughs> that's it. I try to stay uh, biblically grounded, uh, verse by verse. So we actually have been in the memoirs of Ezra and Nehemiah for almost two years now. So we've just built on that foundation because I want to build a culture that's uh, biblically founded, but it's also a culture that's actually wanting to go. It's wanting to build a legacy. And so that's where this um, series has even been for the last two years, building a legacy. We want to build something different. You know, I don't want to build on on sinking sand. I want to build on this firm foundation. And I believe over the years ahead, we're going to see something really amazing at First Baptist Blanchard. We're going to see that people are biblically, uh, f- uh, f- their their foundation is firm. It's solid. They're going to want to do those five functions of the church. They want to be a part of the community. They want to see these small groups grow, and that goes with our logo. Now, you know, we want to love God, love others, show others God's love through the love. We want to see um, the, the the love, the serving component. You know, we want to see folks uh, grow in their relationship with the Lord. We want to see them get just, you know, all this growing through small groups, discipleship, through evangelism, have all these tools ready to go. And then they, they want to actually, so they've taken it. They've loved, they've served, uh, and, and they've grown, and then they want to serve their community. I don't want to see a, a, a group that that we just take it all in and do all these things. We want to actually get out in the community and serve the community and show them that we do love our community. We do love this area. So that's that was a good good interview question, man. I appreciate that. You know, Clay, I've met people over the years that um, that basically have just flat out told me that they felt like they had to clean up their lives before they could come to church. And that's just scary to me because, um, you know, it's scary to me that maybe across the culture of time or across the landscape of the, the life of the church, and maybe even Baptist churches, so let me just go out there and say that, that maybe we've created a culture that people have this expectation that they have to get things right in their lives before they can come in and before they can get healed by the Lord Jesus Christ from all the different circumstances and situations of life. But one of the, one of the beautiful things that I like to remind people of is that Christ takes us as we are. We That's come right. as we are, Amen. and transformation is always God's job. There's Amen. nothing you can do to transform anybody's life when Amen. they hear you preach. Right. There's nothing I can do to transform anybody's life just because I help them um, connect with a Sunday school class or with a small group or with a women's Bible study or anything like that. There's nothing that Kirk can do 
um, through worship. You know, He can lead people to sing. He can encourage people to sing, and it's biblical to sing. It's biblical for us to praise and for us just to just to worship the Lord. But there's there's nothing that any of us can do to change anybody else's life. But we can be obedient. We can mm-hmm. be obedient to Christ, and then we can watch Him make the transformation in our lives that only He can do. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that that I think is so exciting is to recognize that I come as I am, and that He accepts me as I am. But He's not going to leave me that way forever. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, hey guys, if you want to meet Dr. Andrew Orr this week or the weeks ahead, uh, look forward to you coming out here to 201 Attaway. He gave the address a little while ago, but we'd love to see you, 201 Attaway, uh, Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 15, or 1030. Then we also have our Wednesday services. Um, Look forward to building more discipleship classes on Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock, and uh, look forward to the days ahead, what we're going to do there. But this is about the uh, end of our show. We've kind of gone a little long today. We try to keep it short because... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, man. You know, it's it's the culture. Our attention spans are just shorter. So, uh, we, you know, you got to give them that content quick and, and let them get on to their next podcast or whatever they're going to do. But, man, it's been good having you on the show today. Good to be uh, here. We'll be on here again soon. And uh, uh, all you guys out there, be able to listen to it online. Um we're Joe, I'm sure, will clean this up and kind of give us all the ways that we can find the podcast and what's going on. We'll probably send out a text today, an email to uh, encourage you listeners to uh, get on here and see that we have a new show. So I'm going to pray us out. We'll go. Father God, Lord, we thank you for another day you've given us. Lord, I thank you for this staff that you are putting together here at your church at 201 Attaway Street. Lord, we just thank you for, um, God, all the things that you're doing here. Lord, we see you at work because you're always at work. So, Father, help us to be your hands and feet here in the Blanchard community. God, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you for joining us on the First Baptist Church Blanchard podcast today. Uh, please follow us, like us, so you can be notified when the new episodes come out. If you have any comments or suggestions, leave those below. Also, if there's any way we could pray for you, please contact us. Let us know, 318-929-2346. Or also, you can catch us at www.fbcblanchard.com. Go to the contact page. You'll find all the info you need. Thank you again. We're praying for you. You have a blessed day.